Baltimore is a total hole and everybody knows it. Why are we trying to pretend like it's not? Why are we trying to pretend like it's this beautiful place? Are we supposed to pretend like it's not this filthy, disgusting dump? Who goes to Baltimore and is like, wow, am I in Paris? Nobody. But when Trump acknowledges that, it's a crime. It's okay for Bernie to say it. It's okay for the crazy megalomaniacal socialist to say it. It's okay for a PBS documentary to say it. It's okay for them to do a documentary on how rat-infested Baltimore is. But it is racist for Donald Trump to say something about it. And everyone is losing their minds. It is called fake outrage. And we are not having any of it here on the White House Brief. Rats and poop everywhere. Rats all over the floor. Poop all over the place. Well, the poop is San Francisco. You know, you've got nasty Pelosi running her mouth. Like, who told you to talk? Her district is a mess. It's got crap all in the streets, but not at her house. But now she's out there calling Trump's tweet about Baltimore racist. It's racist to point out that Baltimore has rats all over it. That's racist. This is how they silence us. You can't point out cold, hard facts without being called a racist. So you've got these TDS freaks. You've got these clowns with TDS. By the way, that disease is spreading like the plague. Believe me. You've got them out there complaining about how racist it was of Trump to call it out. Can you guys please go see a doctor or something? Baltimore. You know, they call it Charm City. More like Harm City. More like you're going to get stabbed in the neck city. More like you're going to get yourself dead city. But the libs think it's beautiful. No, they don't. They just think orange man bad. And anything he says, anything the orange man says, they're going to oppose. So Trump, he took to Twitter, as he often does, to destroy the news cycle, to completely obliterate the news cycle. And these suckers fall for it every time. So can you blame him? Why not do it if they're going to fall for it every time? Trump affectionately writes on Twitter, quote, Representative Elijah Cummings has been a brutal bully, shouting and screaming at the great men and women of Border Patrol about conditions at the border, conditions at the southern border, when actually his Baltimore district is far worse and more dangerous. His district is considered the worst in the USA. As proven last week during a congressional tour, the border is clean, efficient, and well-run, just very crowded. Cumming district is a disgusting rat and rodent-infested mess. If he spent more time in Baltimore, maybe he could help clean up this very dangerous and filthy place. I mean, is there a lie in that tweet? I don't know about the border being clean, but it's certainly nicer than Baltimore. Is there a lie in that tweet? Certainly not about Baltimore. And yet this tweet has sent the CNN anchors into tears, literally. The president says about Congressman Cummings' district, that no human would want to live there. You know who did, Mr. President? I did. From the day I was brought home from the hospital to the day I left for college. And a lot of people I care about still do. Who is that? Who is that guy? No one's ever heard of you, and you have the nerve to get up on air and cry like a little wuss. Get some self-respect, dude. You know, Trump insulted your district, and you get on TV and cry about it? Got my liberal tears mug ready for you, pal.
The media is actively working to weave a fake, phony narrative, trying to make this about race, and link it to the tweets telling, remember, that was just last week, that brood of angry broads, go back to your country. Somehow they're trying to link these two together. Trump's attack on Cummings is reminiscent of his recent racist attacks on four minority congresswomen who he said should go back to the crime-infested places they were originally from and fix them before trying to improve America. Trying to improve America? Trying to improve America? They are trying to improve America. They're trying to destroy it because they hate it. They despise it. And you got these dorks at the Washington Compost think, thinking they're journalists for linking a tweet. Oh, uh, according to our investigative journalism, Trump attacked black people a couple weeks ago. He attacked another black person today. And they're all the same. All black people are the same. Therefore, these two tweets are linked according to our journalism. And therefore, we have a news story. Send it to the press. That's the Washington Post. And then we've got... Al Sharpton, he's on his way to fix this. He's on his way to fix the situation. We got to get Al Sharpton on the scene. He himself thinks he has what it takes to fix the problem. Can you imagine being that arrogant? Can you imagine the gall, the hubris? Hubris. Hubris, right? So we've got the illiterate bobblehead. He's headed down to Baltimore for some healing. Yeah, that should help. Al Sharpton says he's headed to Baltimore to assist in the healing after Trump's tweets. Yeah, because that's what Baltimore needs. That's what Baltimore needs. Healing. Healing from Trump's tweets. Not healing from the waves of crime. Not healing from the disease that the rodents are carrying. Not healing from the homicide rate. Baltimore homicide rate is on a record high. It is deadlier than Detroit and Chicago. And those are two other dumps where you'd have to pay me lots of money to spend any time in. Highest homicide rate in the country last year. And every, everybody knows Baltimore is disgusting. Are you going to take a vacation to Baltimore? Honey, pack up your bags. We're going to a beautiful town known as Baltimore. Said no one ever. Like, ever. But only when Trump says it is it considered super racist. You know, when the socialist maniac says it, oh, it's totally cool. America is the wealthiest country in the history of the world. But anyone who took the walk that we took, we took around this neighborhood would not think you're in a wealthy nation. You would think that you were in a third world country. <gasps> Is Bernie Sanders a racist? Because it's okay for him to say that. It's okay for PBS to have a documentary. They did a documentary. It's called Rat Film. Rat Film. Documentary called Rat Film talking about all of the rats in Baltimore. And I'm not going to show you the trailer for that film because it's gross. Makes my skin crawl. But Rat Film got rave reviews. Everyone on the left thought it was magnificent. One of the most compelling food for thought nonfiction movies. Who would put rats and food in the same sentence? One of the most compelling food for thought nonfiction movies of the past few years, writes David Fear of Rolling Stone. Remarkable. Brilliantly defies categorization, says Eric Cohn of IndieWire. But Donald Trump says it. Donald Trump points out the exact same thing as they did in Rat Film. And it's racist. You know, the guy who made the series The Wire, the HBO show The Wire, this is a show that details how crappy Baltimore is and all the crime and all the filth. Well, the creator of that series is out there unironically coming out and calling Trump a race-hating fraud for pointing out what this guy's HBO series spent several seasons, several years pointing out. You want to know what this is about? They make it so that you cannot criticize black people 
without being called racist. And so the certain black people come with these awful, insane, radical ideas, just like Obama did. Remember, remember, every criticism of Obama was racist. Guy comes along, hey, America, I want to take over one-sixth of the U.S. economy, just like the Nazis did. That's what I want to do to America. And we're like, hmm, well, we don't like that. Well, you are a racist for saying that. Newsflash, it is okay to criticize colored members of Congress. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't say colored. You have to say people of color. Is there a difference? There's no difference. Why, why is colored people taboo, but people of color is just fine and dandy? Control is why. They want to control the way you speak. They want to control what you say about certain people. They want to make it so that you cannot criticize liberal policies without being a bigot. And the way they do it is they use these radicals as human examples who embody these awful, dangerous ideas, and they say, I dare you to criticize this person. But we don't care anymore, all right? We don't care anymore. You can call us every name in the book. We still are not going to pretend something as ridiculous as claiming Baltimore is one of America's great treasures. We're not gonna do it. We're not gonna stand down to your bullying and groupthink and let you silence us anymore. Good luck being a conservative in public ever again, because that means you have a target on your back and the law is not going to help you. That's what we found out this weekend. That's what we found out when our boy Nick Sandman of Covington Catholic High School had the lawsuit against the Washington Post, the liars at the Washington Post, thrown out by a judge. Judge just threw it out. Threw it out. So if you're guilty of wearing a MAGA hat in public, you are automatically guilty of anything else a person says about you. Truth be damned. Now, I know it feels like forever ago, but it was actually only back in January when the MAGA hat standoff occurred. And so we, here we have Nick and his classmates. They're standing near the Lincoln Memorial, ignoring the jeers from the racist hate group known as the Black Hebrew Israelites. And then Nathan Phillips, this loser with a drum, inserted himself right into the situation, marched right up to this teen, and banged the drum in Nick's face. And I'm sure you all remember how the story took off from there. Washington Post, students in MAGA hats mock Native American after rally. Huffington Post, Native American veteran speaks out after MAGA hat wearing teens harass him. Oh, really? New York Times, boys in Make America Great Again hats mob Native elder at Indigenous People's March. Oh, that's what it was. Ask yourself, if these were just students, not students in MAGA hats, would this story have drawn the attention of national news outlets? Would it have gone viral so quickly that no one had any of the facts completely straight before reporting on the incident? Me thinks not. The judge says, the Washington Post, they're not liable because they reported Nathan Phillips's opinions about how he perceived the event happened. And so even if his opinion was wrong, the newspaper is not liable for printing it. They can just print fake stuff and get away with it. They can just print lies and have no harm done to them. The judge also said, because Nick wasn't specifically named, rather they referred to them as the boys in MAGA hats and by other such general terms that it doesn't count as defamation. 
All this to say that apparently it doesn't matter that the Washington Post so bungled the facts on this. And now Nick will have to live the rest of his life having gone through this whole ordeal and receive nothing in return except for a warning about what happens when you support the president publicly. It's incredibly frustrating. All of this is incredibly frustrating for anyone who cares about the truth and holding these outlets accountable. Because even the Washington Post, they admit they messed up. They admit they got it wrong. One of the articles mentioned in the lawsuit has an editor's note attached right at the top. Right at the top of the article, editor's note says, subsequent reporting, a student's statement and additional video allow for a more complete assessment of what occurred during the January 18th incident at the Lincoln Memorial, either contradicting, I love that they say more complete. (laughs) No, but it's a, a more complete one that completely contradicts the one that we printed. They continue either contradicting or failing to confirm accounts provided in this story, the the news story that we wrote, the fake news story that we printed, including that Native American activist Nathan Phillips was prevented by one student from moving on, that his group had been taunted by the students in the lead up to the encounter, and that the students were trying to instigate a conflict. A more complete assessment. That's what they call it. In other words, they put out a piece of reporting before taking the time to actually do the work of researching and reporting beyond watching a single video clip that amounted to little more than a smear, a smear of an innocent boy. And they're getting away with it now because of this stupid judge. You know, this judge, this robed individual said, quote, and while unfortunate, It is further irrelevant that Sandman was scorned on social media. Yeah, because the Washington Post defamed his character. While unfortunate, it is further irrelevant that Sandman was scorned on social media. That is extrinsic evidence of context of circumstances outside the four corners of the article that renders the publication libel per quote. Unfortunate? No, it's more than unfortunate, guys. It's more than unfortunate. It is the whole point of the lawsuit, libel per quote. That's just obnoxious lawyer talk saying his claim requires additional evidence outside of just their report to be interpreted as libel. And that's exactly the point. The Washington Post's job should have been to report the facts correctly from the start. All right. But instead, they wanted to get the scoop. They printed rushed, biased unfact checked reports that furthered an incorrect narrative, adding more fuel to the fire that ruined this boy's future. It's the whole problem with the media. They are lazy and they love a good pylon. I mean, why let, why let any additional research get in the way of our juicy narrative, right? That's how you got Erica Thomas at the Publix in Georgia saying, it was tough to go back to where I came from. And the media, they just took her word for it. They just ate it up. Oh, she said it happened? That must be the truth. You know, that's how you get Jussie Smollett being attacked in MAGA country. That's how you get stories like that. That's how they're given wall-to-wall coverage for days until the truth comes out. And the dismissal of this lawsuit just made it okay. This judge just made it okay for these major news outlets to stay lazy, despite them being the ones with the most resources to actually get to the bottom of a scandal. So you accidentally furthered a completely incorrect narrative because you're a lazy sack of crap. That's fine. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. That's what this judge is saying. 
And I'm sure there are, there's going to be those people out there who are like, oh, but it's been corrected by now. They, they made right. No, they didn't. That's not good enough. Because just like every other hoax the mainstream media irresponsibly ran with, they did it with an agenda. They didn't get a mistake because they, they were sloppy. They completely bungled the story because they want to make it seem like the kids with the MAGA hats are evil. That's the narrative they're trying to perpetuate, and they do it on purpose, and they spread lies on purpose. There was not nearly as much breathless reporting on this once there was a full accounting of the facts to correct the record. Nope, they just slap up an editor's note and move on. And so Nick Sandman is still going to be known as the zeitgeist. He's going to still be known as the smirking boy or the racist MAGA hat kid. So we've got still two lawsuits pending, Sandman does, against NBC and fake news CNN. And I'm hoping those go differently for Nick. Otherwise, what we just learned is that these establishment news networks will be able to continue propping up their shoddy reporting and the country, because of their lies, will continue to suffer. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.